This is Beyond Learning, where we explore stories of learning and stories of change. My name is Alexandra Kozira, and today we'll take you for a walk around the social enterprise in Brussels. You'll hear a lot about circular economy, but also about what it means to be vulnerable, why learning is a two-way street, and what it means to offer a safe space. You'll also learn a lot about Brussels. I know I did. People come in here with their talents, with their background, with their backpack also of, of uh, sometimes really uh, heavy stories. We learn a lot from, from the people coming in. We'll meet with Patrick de Coster, who's responsible for marketing and communication at Grot Island. He'll show us around the place, but also introduce us to the learners and instructors working there. Grot Island means uh, big island uh -huh. in English, uh -huh. um, and it started 37 uh, years ago as a very small organization mm -hmm. who wanted to fight poverty in Brussels. Mm -hmm. So. And uh, the way to do that was to offer training and work experience mm -hmm. to people who are far from the labor markets. Mm -hmm. This is still the main, the main goal mm -hmm. of the organization that has grown uh, expansively. Yeah. We now offer training and, and work experience in uh, four different sectors. Mm -hmm. We are now uh, in Molenbeek. Welcome. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I like to start uh, uh -huh. the, the, the tour uh -huh. uh, by a little uh, questioning about the, the social context of Brussels. Uh -huh. And yeah. I'm curious to see how much you know about it. How much it. I know. Let's see. Uh -huh. This is the most diverse city in the world, the most different uh, nationalities. It could be Brussels, but I don't know if it is. But Brussels is on the second place. It's on the second place, yeah. so the most diverse. Uh, I'm going to go with very, uh, I don't know, New York, very standard options, no? The other way. The other way. <laughs> okay, so I should go east. Yes. Uh, east, east, east. I will help you. It's yeah. uh, Dubai. I was going to say it was Dubai. Of course I was going to say Dubai. So Patrick tells me that the migrant population grew expansively in a short period of time. In the 60s, only 7% of people in Brussels came from other countries. Today, it's 75%. And here comes the second question. Uh -huh. Second okay. question second is, question. would you know uh, which is the most, uh, the biggest uh, migrant population in Brussels today? Uh, which community? Yes. Uh, I would go with Moroccan. It's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's really surprising because uh -huh. uh, not all um, uh, migratory stories are connected with searching for a better life uh -huh. or searching for, for work in, uh, uh -huh. in Europe. So it's the French. Ah, makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh -huh. most of the French people coming here are not fleeing a difficult uh, si situation. Not, or, uh, no. mm -hmm. <laughs> so the migrant story is a pretty complex story. Uh -huh. yeah? And the Moroccan population, who is the most uh, dense here mm. in, in Molenbeek, is on the third, uh, on the third, on third spot. Okay. When, you, when you are in this neighborhood and, and you count Sint-Joost, Scherbeek, Anderlicht, mm -hmm. um, there is a really high um, level of uh, unemployment. Mm -hmm. But then you have the rich communities like Uckel, Watermaal, Bosvoorde, yeah. uh, um, where it's a totally different story. because. Mm. Brussels is a, a story of uh, great inequality. Mm -hmm. The next question. What's the richest region in Europe? I'll spare you my answers. But you might have figured it out already. It's Luxembourg. Brussels also ranks pretty high. 
So Brussels as a region is the fifth rich, rich uh -huh. fifth rich, richest uh -huh. region in uh, in Europe. No way. Yes, uh -huh. it is. So uh, why is that? Uh -huh. um, you have the highest uh, levels of income in Brussels also. Mm. You have the lowest level in, in these mm. specific areas. But like the people who work for the European yeah, community, mm -hmm. for the big international companies, mm. the highest uh, payments uh, are, are here, here in mm -hmm. Brussels. Uh, so again, a story of uh, really disparity and inequality. And so you have a really uh, specific story of the place where we are mm -hmm. here now, mm -hmm. which is officially the poorest um, commune in Belgium. Mm, yeah. Molenbeek just uh, went uh, on number one in, 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 this, uh, uh, in this ranking, uh, be because a year before it was St. Joost, which yeah. is also situated in, in the Brussels close. region. Yeah. Do you feel this area has changed a lot in the past few years? I, I feel like just like in terms of infrastructure, you can see that there is these attempts and in, an investment here. And I always wonder mm -hmm. where that goes, how that works. Yeah, I, I get the impression that, yeah, there is some form of gentrification happening. How do you experience exactly. that here? Exactly. It's, uh, it's totally a story of gen gentrification. Um, so, uh, which has to do with the housing mm -hmm. problem in Brussels mm -hmm. also. Uh, but also with um, the idea of government that poor, poorer regions can benefit uh, from, from uh, richer families with mm -hmm. children and uh, that install themselves in, in these areas and that there's a, a mixture of, uh, of, um, of different uh, levels of, uh, of income, pe uh, income uh, for people. Mm -hmm. And like Anderlecht, Molenbeek, you see everywhere um, construction, uh, social housing, but also really, um, yeah, not social housing, but mm. uh, be better apartments and uh, for, for to attract these people to to these uh, regions. Because for Molenbeek at, at the moment now, the the dominant uh, presence is, uh, is is Moroccan. Mm -hmm. Like in Scherbeek, it's like the yeah, Turkish yeah. people or. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's a process that is ongoing and that mm -hmm. is really complex because, mm -hmm. like the, uh, there are a lot of people in Anderlecht, Molenbeek, that cannot no longer afford to, to live here because the rent is uh, going up so mm -hmm. much, and they are uh, moving to places like Charleroi. Mm -hmm. So it's a whole a very complex process with really good intentions, uh, mm -hmm. uh, mostly uh, I think. But the, result? uh, the result is um, is sometimes that people get excluded uh, to be to be near the center to to live in this mm -hmm. wonderful city. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that is a bit uh, the social context mm -hmm. of uh, of where where we we working. Mm -hmm. And now I invite you to mm -hmm. go to our uh, urban garden yes, to tell the rest of the story. Uh -huh. We cross the building and start our tour at the garden where Patrick gives a recap of the different activities that Grot Island is running. So in fact, uh, Grot Island has grown substantially during uh, the years. And in total, we, we have now 17 different uh, enterprises in mm -hmm. Brussels, uh, through, throughout Brussels. Mm -hmm. And we offer training to people uh, in urban agriculture, where we are now. You can see the, the garden and the the things to be harvested. Mm -hmm. uh, we have the, the horeca um, or uh, restoration mm -hmm. uh, sector. We have the woodwork, um, woodwork sector and then we have the retail sector. Mm -hmm. 
So what you are seeing now is one of our urban uh, gardens where we grow uh, vegetables mm -hmm. and specific to the to the garden or, or to the growing of uh, vegetables in a urban area mm -hmm. is first that it's small uh, small plots mm -hmm. so you do, do, do not have enormous uh, pieces of land uh, to work in mm -hmm. so the the place that you, you are seeing now mm -hmm. we have uh, five different pro projects in brussels mm -hmm. really specific is also the conditions and here comes another quiz do you know the three conditions you need um, or the three important elements to to be able to grow um, to grow vegetables and uh, have oh, yeah. green fingers. That's I how have we the say opposite that. of green fingers. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's really simple, huh? It's light, so sunshine, uh -huh. water, water <laughs> and a good soil. And good soil. Uh -huh. And as you see here, we are looking at the Bellevue building, mm -hmm. uh, which is a really nice building. But yeah. what it also does, it takes away uh, a lot of sunshine. Mm. So, so the, the 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 light part is. Uh, not exactly there. That means that our, uh, our, our agricultures have to uh, adapt to these situations and choose for uh, a system on, on these small plots that is called spin farming and mm -hmm. that's uh, the abbreviation of small plot intensive farming. Mm -hmm. And it means that first you, you need um, uh, vegetables that can support these special con conditions um, you have to have, um, because we're, a, we're an organization in social economy and 50% of our revenue we have to make ourselves, the rest are, are subsidized uh, by, by different institutions. So what we do here is uh, cultivate uh, vegetables who pr produce a lot on a, on a very small ah, per mm -hmm. square meter. Mm -hmm. they, they, have, uh, they offer, offer a lot mm -hmm. and they can be... Uh, they can be planted uh, different times through the year, so the whole season long you, you can um, harvest these, mm -hmm. these vegetables again and again and again. Mm -hmm. And which are these? It's all the leaf, uh, um, leaf vegetables, mm -hmm. like salad, spinach, everything that, uh, that mm -hmm. has leaves on it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, herbs, mm -hmm. those are the, the, the things we can harvest here. Mm -hmm. And to add to our uh, offer, we also have uh, greenhouses mm -hmm. where now the tomatoes are growing, cucumbers, uh, peppers uh, mm -hmm. and a lot of uh, other things that we use for our uh, proper restaurants mm -hmm. and um, also sell to um, to private restaurants and we also sell our uh, our um, our crop um, in our uh, bio organic shop mm -hmm. which is uh, mm -hmm. which we will visit uh, later Perfect. what is important that is that our sectors are really connected in the sustainability story so like we are here now at uh, at Bel Akech, um farm mm -hmm. and um, at 50 meters from the farm you you have our restaurant and our sandwich bar and the the, the crops uh, are harvested in the morning and you can find them in your sandwich or in your mm -hmm. plate at Belmundo really fresh and uh, short there is no shorter chain uh -huh. uh, in Brussels yeah I saw I saw that uh -huh. and there is uh, a whole uh, system of durability where we are in investing and searching mm -hmm. we are not 100 percent mm -hmm. sustainable but that is the goal mm -hmm. yeah that is that is uh, in short the restaurant story but like sustainable uh, we the water that we use in our uh, in our uh, in our garden here mm -hmm. 
uh, we get it from the roofs of the Bellevue building. So in a not too hot year, we are self, uh, self-sufficient self in water. Uh -huh. Everything that's left from, from the woodwork, uh -huh. which are small particles, yeah. They will be used to cover up the the, the grounds of mm. the of the gardens, or they will will be used in uh, com compost. Yeah, composting. We can't visit the wood workshop, but Patrick has a story about the bench that we're sitting on. But the wood story is uh, is pretty interesting. So uh, around Brussels, you have the forêt de Soigne, uh -huh. uh, the Sonian wood, mm -hmm. I suppose in English. Uh, and until today, a lot of this, the wood that is um, chopped there um, goes to China, mm -hmm. uh, is there um, reworked into furniture, into other stuff, and often, often this wood comes back to Belgium or to other places as finished products. Mm -hmm. At the same time, the Brussels region, they uh, import like 60,000 tons of wood a year. Uh, from outside of Belgium. Mm. So that is uh, a problem um, a, a problem of sustainability and uh, yeah, frankly it's a part of a, si a system that has a bit gone mad I, mm. I think, uh, where profit is the only, uh, is the only goal mm. and um, more important um, connections or, uh, or interests uh, are put aside for profit. And so this, um, this system, there is a, an organization, a cooperative that is called Sonium Woodcoop. They are um, using, uh, they are uh, assembling to all this or uh, uniting all this wood that comes from the Sonium wood. And they are trying to invest it in local products. So they want to break uh, through this uh, absurd uh, distance uh, story of where the wood goes and, and how it comes back. So the place we are sitting on is wood from the Sonian wood, so it's also a really local, uh, uh -huh. local wood story. Uh -huh. We leave the garden and we cross the building again. This time to go to the restaurant. So we are now at Belmundo restaurant, uh -huh. with its, which is open every weekday at noon and also on Thursday and Friday for a, a more classy menu. Mm -hmm. And every first Sunday of the month, we have a beautiful brunch uh, as from 11 o'clock, uh -huh. uh, which is uh, really special and uh, really um, tasty. Mm -hmm. I told uh, a bit earlier about the, con the connection we, m we make with people and how we all learn from each other in the kitchen. So in the kitchen, uh, people also bring their food culture and our instructors are always keen to, to learn mm -hmm. about um, um, dishes that come from, from other mm -hmm. places. So often in the menu and also in the brunch, uh, there will be Moroccan sweets or uh, there will be uh, an African dish. Mm -hmm. or, uh, so it's a, a learning process that goes both ways. Uh -huh. And what you see here also are the furniture that, that is made by Boomerang Design. Uh -huh. So. Tables and chairs were designed by Arne Kinse, uh, which is a pretty well-known designer. He made these strange red blocks in Ostende when you are uh, on the seaside. And also the lamps are uh, created uh, by him and executed by, by our uh, woodwork uh, atelier boomerang design. Uh, all is uh, by, with, um, with uh, circular uh, material. 
that is a bit uh, the story of this restaurant and also of the other restaurants we run. And maybe we can visit now mm -hmm. our sandwich shop yeah. and our uh, uh, organic shop. Yeah, perfect. We go outside and go along the street. On the way, Patrick tells me about their new project of an inner garden, which will open in a month from when we talk. So I, maybe I will show you the, mm -hmm. the inner garden first. Uh -huh. He's not green yet. So there is one more garden. Uh -huh. That is Jeff, uh -huh. who is uh, doing the project of the inner garden. Uh -huh. um, so he's one of the landscape designers uh -huh. I told you about. Maybe you should meet Jeff or... Uh, <laughs> Hello, hi. So Jeff, Jeff is... Hi, uh, Alexandra, nice to meet you. Jeff tells us about the inner garden, but also about other landscaping projects that Hrot Island is running. So what, what's your role here? What are you I'm an uh, uh -huh. instructor. Uh -huh. Instructor and landscape uh, architect. Yes, uh, and so now we started a new, uh, new atelier uh -huh. uh, since February, uh -huh. where we make uh, designs of uh, green spaces, gardens, uh, public or private. Mm -hmm. And then we, uh, with our team, we mm -hmm. come and make the gardens and uh, mm -hmm. we want to uh, green the city and uh -huh. yeah, yeah, everything that's ecological, durable. And, uh -huh. yeah. yeah, perfect. Yes. So the idea is that anybody can then come in and uh, explore the space. Uh, yeah, of course. And then like now we're uh, working a lot with the private gardens. Uh -huh. and, but there's also some projects we're doing uh, business to business or like mm -hmm. in public space uh -huh. also, semi-public space like here. Schools. Uh -huh. School, yep. school projects. School projects uh -huh. also. That's, uh -huh. uh, everything we're interested in, mm -hmm. like working with other non-profits uh, who are looking for uh, some project to like uh, with Welt, uh, that's a, a Flemish part, mm -hmm. uh, doing ecological uh, gardening mm -hmm. and so they sometimes need some help with um, like doing new constructions or having some new ideas mm -hmm. and then yeah. Ordering, uh -huh. uh, managing the team, yeah. uh, making the designs making of the, the spaces. Design. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So mm -hmm. complete. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you also work with people who, who work here, like as, as an instructor. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Is it like uh, we're doing now. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is this Len? He's doing a, a dual uh, learning. So he's uh, two days a week. He's going to uh, school, mm -hmm. and then three days a week uh, he come uh, working. Uh, mm -hmm. So he learns on the job. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, secondary, so he's 17 years old. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. And then for us, um, there are people working with me, uh, or um, uh, just uh, adults, mm -hmm. and then they they are working full time and mm -hmm. uh, learning on the job how mm -hmm. to do it. And, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, incredible. I was wondering, so like the age range that you work with, with people who come mm -hmm. here, it's really diverse or yes, it's mostly yes. young people? Well, it's, it's a lot of young people, but it's very, it can be very diverse. Mm -hmm. uh, in our team, because we also do the, the agriculture, mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, someone who's in her 40s mm -hmm. who wanted to change uh, her work, so mm -hmm. uh, wants to learn how to do uh, agriculture. Mm -hmm. So that's also the kind of people we attract, but mostly it's young people, uh, mm -hmm. like between 20, 30. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, there's always, always a bit of everything, yeah. Mm -hmm. But mostly adults. Uh -huh. And now we started since this year to work also with uh, students. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's new. Perfect. <laughs> we enter the sandwich shop, which is a space where you can also do your groceries. So everything you see is uh, made with love by our uh, woodwork uh -huh. uh, company. Uh, you also see the people uh, who are following the training, who are now serving people, who are serving cheese, who are uh -huh. serving sandwiches. 
who are doing the cash uh, register, mm -hmm. uh, who are uh, in the in the organic shop, who are uh, putting out the the products we we propose, which is a beautiful uh, mm -hmm. selection of uh, lo local producers. The quality is um, a very important aspect of what we offer here. Mm -hmm. um, Hi. This is Laurent. Hi. She is responsible for the organic shop. Uh -huh. And we are doing an, uh, a podcast about your talent. And, mm -hmm. okay. Okay. and your work in sustainability and how you, how you work here. Grow, cook. We sell, uh -huh. we eat also. Uh -huh. <laughs> we have like the vegetable growing here, and then people are growing here also. Yeah. It's like a project is for vulnerable people and vulnerable environment also. Mm -hmm. That's in one phrase mm -hmm. what is the, the key of what we are doing. Yeah. We also meet Umar, who talks about his now almost one year experience as a trainee. He works at the shop, sometimes doing restocking, but mostly at the counter. He enjoys talking to the customers, and as part of his traineeship, he's also been learning Dutch. We agree it's not the easiest language to learn. He recommends some things in the shop, and we take a little walk around it with Patrick. So we have all the vegetables and, mm -hmm. uh, and fruits that are uh, season, uh, uh, mm -hmm. the season, seasonally pro products are very uh -huh. important to us. And there is a really uh, large choice of really quality mm -hmm. products. Yeah, and it also says where, where they're from, right? Where, how far exactly. they have traveled. That's good that you remind me. Uh, so transparency in this shop is really important because it's, a bio, it's an organic shop like, like most organic mm -hmm. shops. But here specifically, you know every bit, everything about the product you are, you are buying. So on the fresh products, you see exactly the the distance uh, mm -hmm. they have traveled, mm -hmm. like here, yeah. 35 kilometers. Ah, but okay. there is a, another system of transparency, and you can see that on every product uh -huh. you have a little circle, yeah. and uh, what you buy. You see the percentage that is going to the producer, you see the per percentage for transport, you, the, you see the percentage for the shop, mm -hmm. and uh, the TVA, the VAT. VAT. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So you have the bulk products where uh, you can bring your own um, emballage, mm -hmm. yeah, packaging. <laughs> packaging yeah. um, so also with. Um, with the focus on zero waste and, mm -hmm. and less plastic and less uh, mm -hmm. packaging. We walk back towards the main building. I ask Patrick about how much personal information they ask about people who start their traineeship in Hot Island. He says none. Everyone can start with a clean slate. Some people who come to train here have different psychological problems. For example, they suffered from burnout or have experienced personal trauma. There are counseling services available. Creating a safe space is key. These people at Groot Island, they find a, a safe space where they can do, where they can have social interaction, where they can uh, do easy, uh, easy labor um, at their own rhythm. So there is no pressure of uh, of producing. And these people, they 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 can come and, and work in the agriculture project because the the. 
the connection with earth can sometimes be, mm. be healing. Mm -hmm. But I also work in our sandwich shops uh, behind the counter, um, taking orders. And I work in, at Artisan, and that is our uh, creative atelier where we produce uh, small, it's a gift shop. Mm -hmm. So we, we produce um, gift packages that we offer and these people, they, they make the, the, the emballage for, mm -hmm. for these things. They make uh, bags also that are from uh, sheets that we get in, uh, uh, in hospitals mm -hmm. that hospitals never use. Again, a story mm -hmm. of, uh, mm -hmm. of recycling. Every learning process is a two-way um, uh, process. Mm -hmm. It's not that people, people come in here with their talents, with their background, with their backpack also mm -hmm. of, of uh, sometimes really uh, heavy stories. We learn a lot from, from the people coming in. An instructor that, that, uh, that I talked to the first uh, days that I worked here, uh, he told me two things. Mm -hmm. um, one thing was, um, because he, he was uh, close to his pension, mm -hmm. now he's on, on pension, and he told me, I learned, lots, uh, I learned more from these people than I learned them. Mm -hmm. um, and the second thing he said that, that I was totally that I thought and that is really important also in this story I prefer that people coming out of this uh, training um, come out with more self-confidence mm -hmm. than that they are perfectly cutting vegetables yeah uh -huh. because self-confidence is often people who with all the different backgrounds that we have we have people with a uh, judicial background, we have refugees, we have uh, all kinds of people who, whose past uh, maybe didn't give them uh, enormous self-confidence mm -hmm. and to, to, to connect to the labor market, self-confidence is key. Mm -hmm. That is uh, one of the, the, the important um, yeah, goals of, uh, of Groot-Eiland is to install this self-confidence and the most important factor for me in, in that thing is uh, respect. Mm -hmm. So every, every uh, person who comes in, if he's part of the instructors mm -hmm. or if he's part of the people following training, is a collaborator, mm -hmm. is, finds an, an environment where he or her is, is really welcome, is appreciated. Um, it's key, respect, respect is a, a key value of, uh, mm -hmm. of our uh, organization. Mm -hmm. Patrick has told me he's relatively new in the organization and in the social sector. He also says he used to live on a street called Hrot Island here in Brussels. So maybe it was fate. I asked him about his personal experience working here. Uh, on a personal level, uh, I am uh, really happy to be here mm. because I discover humanity and humility in a really profound way. Mm. And um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a breath of fresh air uh, uh -huh. on, a, on a work level for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think also what you see in, uh, in the adult education sector, but also in projects like this, is that people who are here, they're here for a reason. They really have like this big passion for, for, for exactly. their work. Exactly. If you see the people in the kitchen, the instructors in the kitchen, they have worked for, uh, for sometimes for really uh, fancy restaurants. Mm. But they like the social aspect, the learning, uh, uh, the, the, the learning process in, in both directions, as, uh -huh. I, as I told you uh, before. Uh, so people uh, who are working here uh, have made a choice, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, 
to work on a, a, a transition story on a on an ecological level and on a human level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really beautiful. If you're interested in the activities of Hrot Island, make sure you pass by their restaurant or their shop next time you're in Brussels. Or the inner garden, which is now open. You can also buy their furniture online from the word workshop called Boomerang. This podcast is produced by the European Association for the Education of Adults, edited and mixed with the support of my colleague Angeliki Anakopoulou. Beyond Learning will be back in two weeks, when together with another EAA colleague, we'll drop in on a sewing class where she's a learner. <laughs>